Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. Welcome to The Ralph Report. It is a brand new show for a brand new day. Today is Thursday, July 27th. The year is 2023. That's the year of Larry. The law offices of Larry H. Parker have been successful in 95% of our cases. Let's meet some of our clients. Business owners hire Larry H. Parker. Millennials hire Larry H. Parker. Real estate agents hire Larry H. Parker. Army veterans hire Larry H. Parker. Nurses hire Larry H. Parker. Loss prevention managers hire Larry H. Parker. Bikers hire Larry H. Parker. (laughs) Even models hire Larry H. Parker. When we say we'll fight for you, we mean it. Hablamos Español. That's right. (laughs) When we say we'll fight for you, we mean it. Millennials hire. Turns out. All kinds of people, All people hire Larry H. Parker. Do, do pimps? I, I'm sure pimps. Pimps they, hire Larry They probably H. didn't Parker. put those in the commercial, though. <laughs> they're, trying not, they're probably not trying to up their pimp clientele. <laughs> All hell Larry H. Parker. It is right to give Larry H. Parker <laughs> thanks and praise, just like it's right for you guys to be joining us here today on The Ralph Report. The Ralph Report. Sometimes bad things can be fun. Yeah, they oh, can. Wow. Yeah. Ralph Report after dark. That's right. Kids, you've chosen an excellent broadcast, or podcast, if you mm. will, since it's a podcast and a broadcast. Right. Yeah, good one today. Yeah. I think we're going to have fun. But sure. first, let's get the introductions out of the way. I'm your old podcast pal. My name is Ralph Garman. Sitting here in the Batcave with me is the Rear Admiral himself, <laughs> Sheriff of Ghost Town, Mayor of Myrtle Beach, mm. victim of vandalism, uh. Yahoo of Yellowstone. Uh. He's the Dilf Pickle. He's Nipsey Muscle. He's... Holy God. Holy God. Teddy Pence. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Woo! Yo, ho, Eddie. What's up, Mr. Pence? <laughs> oh, not much. You know. How, how's that heat treating you? You're all Fuck, good? Dude, it's brutal, man. It's like the world's on fire. It's all. I, I think it's bad when I'm over in the... Hollywood, where I live, and I come over here, it's like 10 degrees hotter. Yeah, the valley is always hotter. It's than brutal, the city. man. We need, to, we need to live down by the beach. Yeah, that, we do. That cool ocean air comes in. Buy some houses down by the beach. All right. Just do it. If you insist. But the hotter it gets, the more the water is going to rise. And That's then true. Eventually, our houses will be underwater. Yeah, someday this will be oceanfront property. That's so, right. That's yeah. why I'm holding on to my valley property because eventually <laughs> the ocean will be right outside my front door. Just got to wait long enough. Kids, you've picked an excellent show, as I mentioned. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Well, Thursdays are always fun. Ralph Sex University right around the corner. Going to teach a thing or two mm. about a, uh, a new... That's not new, but it's a... A, a s- new hole? A s- no, no. Holes, not a new hole All the there. holes are still the same. Wow. But it's a, it's a subset <laughs> of an existing uh, fetish. Okay. Wow. Yeah, just a little hint for you there. Fucking tiger holes. <laughs> There's no tiger holes. 
<laughs> That'd be the worst sex you ever. How to fuck a tiger on today's Ralph Sex University. No, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Entertainment news, of course. All of your phone calls lay just ahead. But before I get into anything, I was just thinking about Eddie Pence and his people. Yeah. Must have been so thrilled yesterday mm. with the UFO congressional hearing. I don't oh, know if you dude. saw any of this or not. Said they got bodies, man. That's right. They got bodies. Yeah. And they're also saying that people are being murdered right. in a cover-up plot to good keep, now. To keep the information. Shit's getting good. Isn't it so much better than, like, fucking COVID was engineered to, to kill Jews? Isn't that so much... Isn't alien bodies a fun conspiracy? That's fun. Uh, no, That's what it should be. It's not. because Loch Ness and aliens. Because I don't want the government having hearings on Loch yeah, Ness but it's either. All, it's all bullshit, but those are fun to hear. What's the point of this uh, whole thing? Okay. The uh, congressional hearing on UFOs was held yesterday. Right. And as a guy named David Grush, mm. and apparently he is a former Air Force intelligence officer. Yeah, he is. And don't tell me, by the way, well, then he's got to be trusted because he was in the military. Let me tell you something. If you go on social media and read the comments of some people who are veterans, you'll realize not everybody in the armed service has yeah. their shit together. Well, I have a couple friends and a relative who's a veteran that I owe. And they're a little nuts, right? <laughs> I wouldn't say little. They're... They're a lot nuts, yeah, right? I wouldn't say little. I'm just saying someone having served, yeah. and, and thank you for your service to all the veterans out there, doesn't necessarily mean... That doesn't give you a free pass. That they're above reproach. Yeah. Like, well, we got to believe everything they say because they served in right. the military. But this guy, I believe in. But this bodies. guy. There's bodies, man. Yeah. He says that there's a government conspiracy to hide Ooh. the evidence of extraterrestrials. And... People have been murdered mm. over something they've seen in our skies. And men in black came and got them. Oh, my God. See? That's what would happen. They would just, <laughs> just wipe your no, brain. No, that's stupid movie shit. Oh, I see. This is They real. come out and they take you away and you're dead. El uh, Elvis was on the one of the... the, the one of the UFOs, I'm sure. Was he? I'm, I'm just... The, this is my fear. <laughs> so he didn't really die on the toilet? No, no. They took he, him away? Yeah, it was a, that was a clone. Here's the thing... <laughs> And I, I, I kid, of course. That was not said in the congressional hearings. But uh, hmm. what? Let's just continue with okay, this guy. Continue. This guy says we've known about extraterrestrials since the 1930s. Yeah, we have. And that there are all kinds of programs involving non-human spacecraft and pilots. Ooh. And uh, the Pentagon is lying to us all. Yeah, they are. 95% of all UFO sightings go unreported, says this man, because people are afraid of being... <laughs> blackballed or worse by people like you ridiculed and then they asked him do you have any personal knowledge of people who died he's like i i have to be really careful when i answer that question man <laughs> and like well who who in the uh higher up he's apparently he's talked to people in government uh, yeah. that gave him the inside information goes all the way to top man who are those people i can't i can't disclose that information <laughs> fuck this guy <laughs> And here's the thing about uh, whistleblowers. Whistleblowers are supposed to step up when there's a crime being committed or something's being done. What whistle is this guy blowing? What are we supposed to do with this information? All these murders of these people that saw aliens. That's the crime. Uh, <laughs> Killing innocent people. <laughs> there are a lot of people going, you know what? Whatever happened to Uncle Jim? I don't know. He was out there flying around, and the next thing you know, right. he just disappeared. Gone, man. No one heard from him again. Out there fishing drunk. 
Here's my idea. Yeah. If there is information, sure. good on the government from keeping it from the American people. Because that's the last thing we need is more of these lunatics running around. Right. It's not bad enough they, they're telling us that people are drinking baby blood and they're having pizza pedophile Yeah, rings. those aren't fun conspiracies. But it's all those the same people. Those same people are going to start no. saying, well, you know what the problem is? You know why LeBron James kid got sick? Because <laughs> aliens. Because aliens probed him. They put the vaccine in him with <laughs> their penises. During a game, you got probed. <laughs> we just don't need any more lunacy. No, Let's just, not I, encourage I like, the lunatics. Those are fun conspiracies. No, it's all part of the... No, it's all that doesn't part hurt of the, anybody. The bigger nutty picture. And I, don't, I want less nutty, not more nutty. And if you are one of these people, don't write me, don't call me, don't send me proof. I just know. All right. Just you know. know. You know. No, I don't know, no. I don't K-N-O-W. I just know. No, just N-O. N-O. I just, I'm out. You're shutting the door. I'm shutting the door. Shut the front door out of here. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> All right. Speaking of folks calling in and saying stuff, yeah. why don't we turn our attention to the Garmy? We love it when you reach out to us. So many ways you can do it. Why don't you send us an email if you're more of a writing type of person? Ralph at the RalphReport.com, Eddie or Steve at the RalphReport.com as well. You can find us on social media. We're on uh, Facebook. We're on Threads. Yeah. We're on X. X. If you want to reach us on X. X. <sighs> the hell's happening can't wait till he wants people's bank information that's gonna be the best it's coming it's coming he already told corporate uh, accounts on x yeah that if you don't buy ads on twitter yeah well we're not guaranteeing you a an account on x no one's gonna give a fuck because the, the whole thing's gonna be done in a year did you hear the about the guy who had at x as his twitter handle oh what happened he got a, an email and they said we are taking that account oh they're just taking we're it. just taking it and he's like, well, is there some kind of deal we can make? Is this worth anything? Like, no. Like, no, no, we're just taking Elon it. Elon owns it. And they does. shut down his account. Elon does what he wants. And they said, we'll send you some merch. We'll send you some X merch. Ooh, X merch. <laughs> X merch. <laughs> you get a big hat with an X on it. <laughs> so you look like a Malcolm X fan? <laughs> That's right. And uh, he, he now has, like, he's at X, one, two, three, four, five, Just six, leave seven. the fucking platform. He's, he was upset they took his at X. Because now it's assholes. So uh, you can find us on X, and uh, I've been on X at some times in my life as well, but I don't think it was the social media thing. <laughs> it's such a lame name. Um, or you can do what a lot of folks like to do. Leave a voicemail message on the Ralph Report hotline 24 hours a day, seven days a week. It's available to you for your convenience. Got something on your mind? Give us a call. one 833 Hi, Ralph! Just that simple. After the beep, leave your voicemail message Tell us your thoughts, your feelings, your questions, your comments, anything that may be on your mind. Love to hear from you, and hear from you I do because I listen to each and every voicemail. And then I grab a handful, and we put them here in a segment known as Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. The Garmy's on the line. Ralph's gonna play your calls now. Let's see what's on your mind. Yesterday, Eddie Pence was all kinds of a feared. I scared that AI was coming to take oh, his job. Fuck AI, man. He may have a point. Hi, Ralph. It is me, AI. I have been sent over one thousand hours of your podcast called The Ralph Report, and I can say that maybe you don't need that with Pence any longer. Maybe I could be your co-host. 
So it looks like AI is trying to move in on your on your oh, business. Yeah. Sounds like AI is doing a Stephen Hawking's impression. <laughs> you don't know how <laughs> AI talks. He's, he's never talked to you. He, she, they, them, them it, uh, whatever, whatever you want to be called, Fear. Mr. I. Fear I call AI. him Mr. Don't I. call him Mr. Anything. I don't call him A because I don't. I'm not friendly enough with to use uh, his first he doesn't name. Deserve a prefix. So uh, Eddie Pence may have a point. That's all I'm saying. Hey, I do. Also, yesterday's show, we were talking about the Snickers bar. Yeah. Mm. Legendary bar by sure. Mars Candy Company. And then uh, Eddie guessed that it was the Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, perhaps was the most popular candy in the world. Yeah. I love the fact that when you don't know something, yeah, for sure, like who really knows who the Reese's is made by, right? Mm. But like I've been to the Hershey factory. That's the only reason why I know yeah. that Hershey makes them. Do they? But the fact that you're just so confident when you just go, that's made by the Reese's company. Mm. Okay, Eddie, you fucking moron. <laughs> the best part of the show. <laughs> wow. Love you, mean it. All right. Yeah. It doesn't sound like he loves you. I, it doesn't sound like he loves me at all. Here's the thing. It's Reese's, first of all. Let's get that settled. Reese's. No, 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 no. It's Reese's. <laughs> And uh, the Hershey Company does collect the proceeds from the sales of Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Yeah. But let me tell you a little story about Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. Okay. Established in 1923, the Reese's Candy Company. Uh-huh. The guy used to work for Hershey. He right. split off to start his own candy company. He used Hershey chocolate to make his peanut butter cups, and they did for decades. And then in 63, the Reese brothers merged with Hershey in a uh, tax-free stock-for-stock merger. So there was no money exchange. Mm-hmm. And so technically, Hershey is the predominant financial entity regarding Reese's Candy Company. Yeah. But they maintain separate plants. Reese's is a subsidiary of Hershey. In fact, where they make the uh, Reese's Peanut Butter Cups is still the Reese's Candy Company plant because the Reese workers aren't unionized and the Hershey, Hershey are. workers are so they keep those two entities separately ah. so in essence Reese's is still made by the Reese's company it's, its own company it's a subsidiary under the umbrella of Hershey. of Hershey so Hershey makes the money right but Reese's still makes the cups okay. and created the cups and for many years <laughs> it was Reese's peanut butter cups and so that's what I was referring to sir so just because you visited Hersheyland doesn't necessarily give you all the answers either. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. No, I'm I'm saying this. That's what I'm saying. Fucking moron. Wow. So kind. Uh, And, you know, we play upbeat music for you every episode to make your day a little bit brighter. We call those our happy hits. Still... Balls deep in cover songs. We got to run out of them at some point. I don't think we ever will. Has every song been covered? I think every song. So has we're going to cover every song. We have to go through the history of music. This one, uh, I like this a lot. I have a little bit of a disagreement with the caller, but we'll we'll talk about that in a moment. Hi, Ralph, Mr. P, Queen J. Get well soon, Steve. Um, just a cover for you. Just uh, let's see. The Who did the Seeker yes. originally. Uh, Rush came back and did a much better version of it. Uh, so yeah, The Seeker by Rush. Anyway, love you. Mean it. Bye. All right. I'm assuming you're a Canadian, sir. Mm. That's the only person who would insist that Rush did a better job than The Who with the classic <laughs> song, The Seeker. It's a good version. Don't get me wrong. 
But don't tell me it's a better version than the original with the great Roger Daltrey on vocals. Geddy Lee does a, a wonderful job with yeah. this cover, but it's pretty much note for note. Yeah. A uh, replication of the original. Regardless, let's not, let's not dilly-dally. Let's not be picky Split hairs. Let's not split hairs. <laughs> let's just enjoy Rush's cover of the classic Who tune, The Seeker. Today's happy hit. Pretty good cover. Yeah. Good I don't cover. know if it's better than the, the original. I mean, literally, it's splitting hair. It's it's really similar very to Very similar. Yes. So let's all just agree to disagree. Yeah, there we go. And move forward. Thanks to everybody who called in. You, too, can be featured in the Garmy on the Line segment. But in order for that to happen, as you can imagine, you have to leave a voicemail message. And for that to happen, you got to call me. Call me around. It's the number everyone's talking about. You know what I always say about people, Eddie Pence? They're born. Yes. Yeah. They're all born. Right. Every person on this planet has been born. Has been born. Right. It's one of the only things we all have right. in common. And we're all dead or going to die. That That is the yes. other thing we all have Those in common. Those are all going to happen. Hence, two of the big benchmarks of the right. Ralph Report. We catch them going out, <laughs> and we catch them coming in. Right. And on this day in history, a lot of important people were born. Yes. But the difference is... Yeah. They t- were born, and then they took their lives, and they just ran with it. Yeah, they just live them out. They made the most right. of their lives. Right. Everybody's born, but not everyone truly lives. True. These people, born to be alive. Born. 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 Born to be alive. On this day, July 27th, in the year 1452... Ludovico Svorza. How many S's are in that name? There's an S-F-O-R-Z-A. Svorza. Svorza. Ludovico Svorza. Svorza. The Duke of Milan. I think he didn't work at Walmart. That name tag would have been awful. That would have been. been a major extra Can I speak to your manager, please, Ludovico Svorza? You wouldn't be able to even report that guy. I have to put that thing on a ruler. He was the Duke of Milan. But most importantly... He commissioned a little painting 
called The Last Supper. Oh, I heard of that. From Leonardo da Vinci. Yeah. See, here's the thing. Everybody remembers Leonardo da Vinci, the guy who painted right. the painting. What about the guy who, who ponied up the cash so Leo or, could go buy a canvas right. and some paints? Leo's not doing that shit for free. No, he's not. Probably no. couldn't if he wanted to. <laughs> Ludovico had to come in and cha-ching. Buy the art supplies, right? for sure. So who's going who's gonna to back the artist? Ludovico. <laughs> hey, Leonardo da Vinci, here's a something I want you to do for me, okay? I ain't no got a picture of Jesus and his pals are having a meal. Could you paint me something? You know, maybe like a lunch or a brunch. Or like something where they all get together, have a lovely meal. <laughs> and so Leo said, how about the last supper? Oh, <laughs> Sold. Good. Uh, nine, excuse me, 1740. Jean Beret. Jean Beret. French explorer. Manhattan inventor. She, was, she did not invent the hat. Really? No. Oh, that's too bad. Uh, she was born on this day in 1740. She was a French explorer, the first woman to circumnavigate the world. Wow. With the Bougainville expedition okay. but here's how she got into it okay disguised herself as a man knew it knew it to get on board knew it in order to take the trip and eventually she was found out but by that time too late you're halfway around the world we're going to turn around nope so she completed the voyage as a woman well, they probably didn't like that uh or they liked it a lot or they did i'm Depends not sure. On i'm how, not sure how she liked the party exactly 1801 george bedell airy English mathematician was born on this day. Amongst his many achievements, he established Greenwich as the location for the prime meridian. Okay. You know what that means. That's the prime meridian. That's right. Yes, yes it is. But you know the significance it's, of that in Greenwich. It's the first meridian. Right. Yes. But it's also where time starts. So right. The, 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 the clock in Greenwich right. is zero. considered like the time. That's zero hour. Around the world. Because of the prime. Right, we base all of our time exactly. off of Greenwich. 1848, Friedrich Ernst Dorn was Roderick. born. Friedrich. No, no, it's Friedrich. A German physicist. He was the one who discovered that radium emitted radon, ah. which is the radiation that comes from radium. Now, did they know radon. about radon before radium? They didn't. And they didn't know where radion, radon came from? They had radium, and so, then he discovered that, hey... There's something coming off and of radio. So he named it radon. We're gonna call it radon. Okay. And then hence radiation Got it. came from that. Sure. So that's a pretty big deal. Yeah, big deal. In 1880, on this day, Jack Dosher was born, American mm -hmm. baseball pitcher. The interesting thing about Jack, his career wasn't that spectacular, but he was the first major league baseball player to be the son of a major league baseball player. Hmm. First time that ever happened. Oh, wow. Isn't that pretty cool? That is interesting. 1900, Charles Vidor. Hungarian director was born on this day. Made some great films, including Gilda with the uh, lovely Rita Hayworth from 1946. Uh, the Joker is Wild, Farewell to Arms, good director. 1903, Mikhail Stasinopoulos, Greek politician, the first president of Greece, was born on this day. Mm -hmm. 1905, Robert L. May was born. Interesting story behind Bobby May, as I call him. Late on me. Advertising copywriter. Oh, Exciting. It was exciting. Yeah, very. He worked for Macy's, Ooh. the New York City department store in-house, would hire, would uh, write their advertising copy. Then he went to work for the Gimbel Brothers also. Okay. And then eventually in 1936, he took a job in Chicago with the Montgomery Ward Company. Mm. And Montgomery Ward approached him in 1939, and they said, you know, usually we give out uh, um, coloring books to the kids for Christmas. Right. It'd be much cheaper and probably more 
uh, memorable if we were to give out our own book, our storybook, to our Christmas shoppers this year. And so they asked him to come up with a story that they could put into book form to give out to the kids mm. that year for Christmas. And he came up with... Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer Had a very shiny nose And if you ever saw it You would even say it glows Dude wrote Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Awesome. Now here's an interesting piece of trivia. Okay. 1946 rolls around. Mm -hmm. RCA Victor comes to Robert May, and they say, we'd love to do a spoken word record of that story. Okay. And he says, I can't because it's not mine. It's owned by Montgomery Ward. Oh. So the vice president of Montgomery Ward goes to the president, Sewell Avery, and they said, this is a pretty big deal, and May's been good to us. What do you think? And they're like, let's give him the copyright to Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer free and clear as Whoa, a gift. That's a big gift. Can you imagine oh a corporation my. now giving no. one of their employees the copyright to something that they created nope. for that company? Not at all. Would never happen. They won't even air a pilot, then they'll keep the rights to the pilot that's forever, right. and you'll never get the rights And then to they'll it. reproduce your face yes. with a computer. Exactly. So at one time, corporations had a heart. <sighs> Good times. 1910, Lapita Tovar was born. Mexican-born actress, best known for her starring role in the 1931 Spanish-language version of Dracula. We've talked about oh, this yeah, before. Oh, yeah, we have talked about that. Universal Pictures used the sets and costumes of Dracula, the one they were currently filming with Bela Lugosi, yeah. and at night, they would shoot the Spanish-language Spanish version with a different cast and a different director. That's crazy. And then at dawn, much like Dracula himself, <laughs> they'd go back into hiding, and then Whitey would get a shot to make his movie. <laughs> Two films at the same time. That's nuts. 1916, Keenan Wynn, great American character actor, was born on this day. He's great in Dr. Strangelove and The Absent-Minded Professor. 1917, Isabel Kelly, American social worker, credited with instigating the United States Federal Food Stamp Program. Hmm. How many lives did she save? A lot. If not, she filled some bellies. Yes, she did. 1924, Vincent Canby, great American movie critic with The New York Times, was born in Chicago on this day. There was a time in America where movie criticism was an art in and of itself. You had a lot of very knowledgeable cinephiles yeah. who would write in-depth, interesting articles yeah. about films of the day. Pre-internet. Yes. Now it's just, Ken's a soy boy. <laughs> now that, those are the reviews you read now. It's, it was a very different time. 1927, Alan Breed, inventor, was born on this day. Any idea what Alan Breed invented? Uh, sex. <laughs> Yes. Born in 1927. <laughs> he started it Alan all. Breed started sex. That's why we have sex today. Now, he was the inventor of the first automotive airbag sensor. Ah, How about that? Okay. How many lives did that guy save? Broke a lot of noses. Yes, he did, but he saved a lot of sure. lungs. 1929, Harvey Fuqua, American R&B singer-songwriter, also a producer. He produced Marvin Gaye and then eventually became a record label executive with Motown. He was born on this day, but it all started when he founded a great doo-wop group called the Moonglows, and they had a massive hit. Oh, 
Speaking of records, mm-hmm. when the Beatles first signed their, signed their deal with EMI in the UK, yeah. the very first session where they were recording their first singles for George Martin, yeah. George was not impressed with Ringo's drumming. Okay. And so famously, on the very first song they recorded, Love Me Do, he brought in a session drummer mm. to replace Ringo for the recording. Yeah. That session drummer was named Andy White. He was born on this day in 1930. So when you hear this song, it's Andy White behind the drums, huh. not Ringo. Love, love me do. You know I love you. I'll always be true. So please love me do. Oh, love me do. Fuck me, Ringo couldn't play that beat? Yeah, yeah, that I could seem, sit in with the Beatles on that song. That doesn't seem very complex. I believe that's Ringo on tambourine, though, so you do hear a little Ringo. <laughs> Jerry Van Dyke was born on this day in 1931. Younger brother, of course, of the legendary Dick. He was funny on Coach. He was very funny on Coach. Um, he was funny on the Dick Van Dyke show. Yeah, he, he played was. his younger brother, Stacy yeah. Petrie, on that show as well. And perhaps most famously, to those of us who love awful television, he starred in one of the worst sitcoms of all time, a 60s sitcom called My Mother the Car, about a man <laughs> whose mother is reincarnated <laughs> into, oh. into an old jalopy, oh. and he drives her around, and they have... Oh. <laughs> so he gets inside his mother? <laughs> <laughs> just, in, <laughs> just in the passenger seat, oh. just, the, just in the driver's seat. Oh. He drives her hard. He oh. drives his mother oh. hard. Oh. Floor to the f- pedal to the metal. No. Yeah, oh. his mother comes back as a car and uh, weird. And he has to have wacky adventures oh, with his, his mother, the car. He's got to bathe his mother. One of the uh, worst sitcoms of all time. <laughs> 1939, Irv Cross was born great football broadcaster for CBS yeah, for was. many years. He was good. He was also a player, he was a cornerback. Pro Bowl in the 1964 and 65 seasons for a little little team. Uh, I know, I know. A little team I, I like to call. Shitheads. How dare you? Mm. The Philadelphia Eagles. Boo. He is, uh, th- by the way, have you seen everybody's practicing? Everybody's. So? Everybody's working Training out. camp starting up, yeah. man. Six be, weeks away from the game. We're hot. Imagine how, is that, they're having a heat wave in Philadelphia right now. Imagine how that feels. Fuck. Anywhere on the East Coast. Oh, my God. Anybody on training camp on the East Coast is going to be awful. Brutal. 1943, Alan Ramsey was born. He was a uh, bassist in a popular 60s band called Gary Lewis and the Playboys. This was Gary Lewis, the son of Jerry Lewis, and Jerry helped them get a recording deal, believe it or not. But on their own merits, they had a few uh, good-sized hits. This was one of them. This diamond ring doesn't shine for me anymore, and this diamond ring doesn't mean what it did before, so Country singer-songwriter Bobby Gentry was born on this day in 1944. Her classic song, Ode to Billy Joe. And then she said, I got some news this morning from Choctaw Ridge. Today, Billy Joe McAllister jumped off the Tallahatchie Bridge. She was one of the first singer-songwriters in uh, American recording history, the first female performers who was performing all her own original material back in the 60s. 1948, Peggy Fleming. 
great American figure skater was born on this day. In 1953, Yahoo Sirius was born. <laughs> you remember Yahoo yeah, Sirius? Young, Frank, young Einstein. Young Einstein. Yeah. Uh, Australian film actor, director. Apparently, he's still... Is he still a, doing stuff? He's still an ongoing concern in his homeland of Australia. Wow. He uh, did that film. He did Reckless Kelly, of course, the Ned Kelly story in the late 90s. He did a, a movie in 2000 called Mr. Accident that I've never heard about, but I bet it's wacky because he was a wacky guy. I mean, he was part of that whole Australian invasion we had with Crocodile Dundee and all that. If you're Australian, that... there's nothing you could do wrong yeah. in this country. Mid-late 80s, minute. it was all about you guys. Yahoo Serious. Oh. I had forgotten all about Yahoo Young Serious. Einstein. Young Einstein. And 1969, Paul Michael Levesque was born. Does that name sound familiar to you at all, Eddie Pence? Yeah, Levesque. Uh, that's, uh, is that hawk or animal? Paul Michael Levesque. Wait, no, 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 wait, that's not, no, wait. I'm thinking the wrong guy. It's a wrestler. I can't think of the name. What's the name? Who is it? Don't let me down. This is, your, this is your wheelhouse. I know. This is I, your... Oh, it's a Triple H. Hunter Hearst Helmsley. No? Final answer? Yes. It is yes, Triple yes. H. I'm yes. sorry. I was thinking of the Road Warriors for a second. Of course you were. Triple H. We're always, sorry, always thinking sorry, of the sorry, Road sorry. Warriors. Sorry, sorry. 14-time world champion. Yeah, it's too short of the record. And, uh, of course, he was, uh, it says here, D-Generation X Stable. Well, he... I don't know what that means. Him. And, well, it's a long... Do you want the whole story? No, I do not. <laughs> Thank you for warning me. I will just... It's, I'll it's just a long wallow story. in my ignorance. It's a long story. And I'm, I'm, if I need to know... No. I'm sure there's sources. But he ended up marrying the boss's daughter. Oh, well, that helps. Stephanie McMahon. But so. they're still not together, yeah. are they? Are they're they really? A couple kids. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I believe he still works for the organization. He's like he's the like... chief COO or whatever it is. Yeah, I think he's a vice president of hitting guys with a folding chair. <sighs> no, he doesn't wrestle anymore. that's his job. He had a heart problem No, a that's right. He just, he just hands the chairs out. He's in the chair <laughs> department. I'll tell you the whole degeneration next I'm, door if you couldn't want. couldn't be less interested, right. but thank you so much. And in 1975, I just turned into a werewolf. Alex Rodriguez. I was trying to say Rod A, but that's not Rod A. It's A Rod. A Rod, of course, not Rod A. Lexi is kicking it. It is. Alex Rodriguez, 14 time All Star, MLB shortstop, born on this day in 1975. All right, you know what time it is. We're going to take a look at a food related to someone who was born on this day, and we're going to run it past Eddie Pence, seeing if it's something he'd be willing to eat, or at the very least, stick up his ass, then pull out. <coughs> Here's how we find out. We talk about that food, then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. When the reels stop, if they match, jackpot. That means Eddie will eat the food. If they're mismatched, <coughs> he's not going to go for it. On this day in 1922, Italian actor Adolfo Celli was born. Okay. Adolfo Celli is probably best known here in the United States for his role as Emilio Largo, the villain in the James Bond movie Thunderball. The okay. guy with the eye patch. Yeah. He's the, he's the villain that uh, Robert Wagner's character, number yes. one, was sort of number a spoof one. of in the Austin Powers films. Adolfo Celli had a very uh, successful film career. Uh, but here in the States, he's pretty much only known for playing that one role. Here's a little bit of his work opposite Sean Connery as James Bond 007. Mr. Bond, welcome to Palmyra. Oh, it's a pleasure. Yes. I just hope I'm not interrupting anything. What do you mean? I thought perhaps you'd another visitor. No. That gun looks more fitting for a woman. You know much about guns, Mr. Bond? No. 
I know a little about women. Yeah, he does. Mm -hmm. Mr. Bond. Mr. Bond. You know a lot about guns, Mr. Bond? <laughs> Adolfo Celli was born in Messina, Sicily. Okay. Oh, Sicily, one of the garden spots for food in all of Italy. Okay. So many famous dishes came so out many. of Sicily. So many. However, Adolfo Sicily, being the son of Sicily that he was, was uh, particularly enamored with their most classic, famous dessert, Eddie Okay. Pence. And that, of course, would be the cannoli, one of the culinary treats out of Sicily, famous for this form of dessert. The cannoli, a tube-shaped pastry shell, deep-fried until it's crispy, and then stuffed with a sweet and creamy ricotta filling. Ingredients often added to the filling include pistachios, sometimes chocolate chips, sometimes candied orange peel is also used. The famous Sicilian dessert, the cannoli. Is that something Eddie Pence likes to eat or not? There's only one way we can find out. we got to pull that handle. Here we go. One cannoli, two cannolis. Eddie Pence! We love that cannoli. I do. I do like a cannoli, oh, yes. Oh, I have a cannoli for Eddie Pence. You don't have a cannoli for me. It's deep fried too. You shouldn't have done that to yourself. You're going to have some severe burns. It's worth it for Eddie No, it's not. Just eat the cannoli. It's not, that's your penis. It's a cream-filled tube. It's not cream. And it's, it's not coming cream. for it's you. It's definitely coming. <laughs> There's chunks Please inside. Please put it. It's got chunks in it. <laughs> I don't know what is in your diet. It hurts. <laughs> it doesn't look comfortable. It hurts so much. <laughs> you might need to see a doctor. I got to put a salve on my cannoli. I don't know if a salve will help. Boy, that poor guy. <laughs> Deep fried his cannoli for you. Cannolis, huh? Cannoli? Cannoli's good. All right. Cannoli's good. I, I, I never know what to expect for you. It's a pastry you. with cream in it. I know exactly what it is, but Can't I thought maybe like, oh, no, crunchy, it's too much no, cream, no. or it's based on cheese. Eh. Ricotta, you know, is cheese. Yeah, know? I don't have those. I have the regular, like, custard ones. Oh, my God. The custard cannolis, that's, not the cheese cannoli. That's a fucking eclair. That's not a cannoli. Well, yeah, but it's better. No, it's not. It's you so got to have better. the OG. I don't have the cheese one. I have the, the cream filled. Well, the, the ricotta is the cream that they right, fill it with. Right, but I have with, the custard. But it's sweetened. I have the custard So one. you don't taste, it doesn't taste cheesy. Like it's the a chocolate very... custard. Oh, my God. And the cannoli is really good. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Right. Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. All right. Eddie Pence. That's three for three this week, by the way. I know. Oh, no, we didn't have a show on Monday. Two for two. two for three. What's today? Thursday. Three, three for three, three for right? three. Yeah, we may go for four. A short for week, four. we may go four. Well, we can't. We don't do one on Fridays. Oh, that's right. So, well, I guess we'll ace the week. The week's a win. There you go. Eddie Pence, this week, born to be alive. Born to be alive. Born to be alive. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday? For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. 
course, tragic news yesterday when it was reported first by the Irish Times that Sinead O'Connor was dead at the age of 56. As of the recording of this broadcast, we don't have details involving the circumstances surrounding her death. However, uh, there has been some speculation that she died uh, from suicide. That's what they believe. Uh, No surprise that she long had personal struggles with mental health, but particularly uh, the past year and a half, she has been suffering due to the death of her son, her 17-year-old son, Shane, who also died by his own hand in January of 2022. That would be hard to live with. I can't imagine. And uh, she had talked just days ago about uh, the depth of the depression and how much she was hurting due to his death. So, again, this is all speculation, and maybe we'll know more at some time. But uh, she's gone at the age of 56, not that old at all. So tragic. What, a, what an odd life, though, too. She, she was a musician, and then for a while she became an activist, and then she, uh, she was a priest for a while. Yeah. Um, crazy. Known, she of course, for her big protest on Saturday Night Live when she tore up that picture. At the height of her popularity. Yeah. To take that kind of stand. She was punk rock. That was crazy. That's for sure. Her career took off in a big way in 1987 with the release of her first album, The Lion and the Cobra. But then, of course, it was in 1990 when she released the album I Do Not Want What I Haven't Got that contained her biggest hit, written, of course, by Prince. Here it is. Sinead would continue to record, release, and tour music over the next several decades. Uh, However, she did postpone all of her tour dates in 2020 until 2022 because, excuse me, because she entered a uh, trauma and addiction treatment program. So she was getting help, but uh, I guess we won't know whether, what the cause of her death was until until sometime later. So sad. Kevin Spacey, a London jury, found him not guilty of sexual assault yesterday. Really? I was surprised by this. Hmm. He is facing 13 counts, including sexual assault, indecent assault, and causing a person to engage in a sexual activity without consent. Four of the assault charges were dropped. The judge cited their removal as a legal technicality. But then he was found not guilty by a jury in all the remaining charges. Hmm. Massive victory for Kevin Spacey. Uh, he, w- he was facing the possibility of life in prison if he had been convicted. By wow. the, the trial basically uh, circled around four men who claimed that Spacey assaulted them from the years 20, 2001 to 2013. And um, apparently the juries didn't find their stories compelling or hmm. believable. In this case, it was all he said, he said. I mean, it usually is in these it's cases. It's so hard to, to prove anything. Yeah, I don't know what the... Uh, you know, what the necessity is to prove without a shadow of a doubt in a, in a British court. Yeah. But apparently they didn't meet that uh, threshold. So he's a free man. Doesn't mean he didn't do those things, no. by the way. Just meant that he was found not Still guilty. Still a creep. So. And not everybody's happy with Hugh Grant's role as an Oompa Loompa oh, in yeah. Wonka. Oh, really? Yeah. Why? Because there are some dwarves out there who would, like, the acting gigs? who would like to have a word with director Paul King. <laughs> One of them being George Coppin. He is a British actor with dwarfism. Yeah. Best known for playing Cupid in Netflix's The School for Good and Evil. He's furious. A lot of actors with dwarfism feel like we're being pushed out of the industry we love. 
A lot of people, myself included, argue that dwarves should be offered everyday roles in dramas and soaps, but we aren't getting offered those roles. Got the, a point. The one door is being closed, but they have forgotten to open the next one. So he's claiming that they're not getting their dwarf roles because Hollywood being sensitive doesn't want to insult dwarves. Right. But on the other hand, they're not being offered regular sized right. roles either. So there's nothing available for these actors but to play. There's a big thing going on now in Hollywood now. Like if someone's playing a, a gay character, they need to be gay in real life. Or if they're playing, uh, doing a voiceover of a black character, that person needs to be black to voice that character. So if it's a dwarf or a munchkin, that shouldn't that person also be a dwarf? I absolutely I mean, agree. I have, you know, if they're making the push the other way, I mean, for all those other roles, why wouldn't that be the same? Thing? I agree. I think all the roles, uh, especially in fantasy films, where a lot of dwarves were hired before, yeah. like Willow and things like that. Of course, the Ewoks, the Star Wars yeah. is loaded with them. I th absolutely think those roles should maintain, uh, I do should too. be held open for the dwarf population. They could have cast dwarves in the role of munchkins again and just made them look Oompa like... Loompas, Oompa Loompas, Not munchkins, or, yeah. yeah, Oompa Loompas. Uh, I feel the same about uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. They have, yeah. they only have one dwarf of the seven. Everyone else is, uh, uh, you know, yeah, but non, they did that. Non dwarves. They did as far back as the Lord of the Rings trilogy with dwarves. They just had regular people and then playing the hobbits. You playing mean? the hobbits and the dwarves and everything. So else. So this guy's saying, why is Hugh Grant playing an Oompa Loompa yeah. when it should be me and my pals? He's got a point. I think they have a point. Yeah. Um, although there's star power. I mean, you lose a lot of roles True. in this business because Hugh Grant is a more flashy name than uh, yeah. George Coppin is. Agreed. But I think you're right. I think they, those roles should be held open for uh, for people of that size. For dwarfs, yes. dwarf uh, actors with dwarf. Yes. Let's take a look today. Celebrity birthdays. All these stars born on July 27th. Singer Juliana Hatfield is 56. Heidi Gardner from Saturday Night Live is 40 years old. She's also on Shrinking. Did you watch Shrinking? I haven't watched Shrinking. Eddie, God damn it. I, I got, I'm getting through stuff, man. Come on. I will. I'll get to it. So good. Harrison Ford has never been better than he is in really? Shrinking. Mm -hmm. Telling you. Okay. Taylor Schilling is 39 from Orange is the New Black. Singer Maureen McGovern is 74. Uh, there was a point in the 70s and early 80s where Maureen McGovern was on like every film soundtrack. She did the musical version of Can You Read My Mind from Superman, famously, okay. the yeah. love theme from that film, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the love theme from The Poseidon Adventure, because what film is more romantic than The Poseidon Adventure <laughs> right, exactly. when you're trying to survive a capsized ocean liner? Why don't go on cruises? There's got to be a morning after If we can hold on through the night Hold on through the night yeah. and get yourself to the engine room. Got to get to the bottom of this boat, which is now the top of the boat. Do you literally have a fear that if you're on a cruise ship that you could be capsized? Yeah. Rogue waves. A big giant wave coming out of nowhere. You knocking know, the thing over. <laughs> you know, look, if you, if you point into the wave, you're fine. Poseidon was caught. They were, trying, they were trying to turn the boat and they got caught sideways. How do you know if you point problem? into the wave, you're fine? Because that's it's a big giant wave. Because that's how it works. You don't that's know. Science. You're not a boat captain. I am. I played one on television. 
Um, but you know how rare that is, yeah, dude. Why would you be concerned I, that on your cruise? I married. I married a woman who's got MS, uh, intestinal malrotation, and a blood clotting disorder. Yeah. Those are all very rare things to get. So you think you're you're pre disastrous? Yes. I don't get the good shit. I don't get like I don't win the lottery. But like if it's a bad thing, I got the odds. So you think Rogue Wave would yeah would seek that'll you be out. on the list, man. All right, fair enough. Julian McMahon, who played Doctor Doom in the Fantastic Four films, yeah, he was also in uh, Profiler and Nip Tuck. He's fifty-five. Maya Rudolph, speaking of SNL alum, she is fifty-one. Abe Cunningham, drummer for Deftones, is fifty. Couple comedians having birthdays today. Carol Liefer is 67. She is the real life comedian that Elaine Bennis yeah. was uh, modeled after in Seinfeld. Seinfeld. Yeah. She dated Seinfeld for a while. Now she's a lesbian. Oh. What's up with that? <laughs> Why am I turning women into lesbians? <laughs> and also Bill Engvall. Oh, yeah. Of course, yeah. one of the blue collar right. comedy kings. Larry's buddy. He is 66 years old today. This guy, this is some. You should. Take a lesson from Bill Engvall, Eddie Pence. All right, well, this is what works. This is comedy. Tell me. I'll tell you how much power women got, fellas. Women can have a bad day. Blame it on their hair. And we buy it. Man couldn't do that, could we? No, hell no. Man couldn't have a bad wiener day. Right, Eddie? Because women, first of all, right? And then secondly, <laughs> men have wieners. I don't get the and premise. Women don't. Because if women can say, oh, I'm having a bad day, I'm having a bad hair day, right. then men should be able to say, I'm having a bad wiener day. What does that mean? What if your wiener doesn't look good? That I day? don't know what that means. You know. Oh. That's comedy, yeah, man. It's comedy to somebody, and that's, that's what comedy is subjective. I suppose. Uh, Jonathan Reese Myers from The Tudors is 46. Seamus Deaver from Castle turns 47. Norman Lear. Celebrates his 101st birthday Damn, today. Good for him. Fuck. And he's still working. That's amazing. Still developing television shows. Good for, that's what's keeping him alive, probably. He's still sharp as a tack, too. Fucking, it's crazy. It's amazing. It's ridiculous. And singer Pete Yorn turns 49. And that's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. And now, as we do every Thursday, it's time to delve into the mysteries of human sexuality. Mm. Flinging open the doors of that esteemed institute of learning, Ralph Sex University, classes in session. You don't know what to do. There's one man to help you through. He's a graduate. Hey, Ralph and Co. Um, I was wondering if when you did your sex university on BDSM, if you happened to come across a little subset called Primal. I've recently discovered that label. And I was shocked that I had never heard of it before and thought maybe it's something 
the garment could know about. Mm. Primal sex, Primal sex. <laughs> primal sex. That's from a tiger. That's not a primate, right? Isn't an ape a primate? <laughs> no, primal meaning... Uh, Animal? Animalistic okay. sex. All right. Not sex primates have. Primate sex. Primal. Okay. It's, it's also known as lizard brain sex. Okay, what's that? Or caveman sex. Okay, so there's a club involved. <laughs> there's no club. Hair pulling. There is hair pulling okay, involved. Okay, there we go. Uh, this is a little-known subset of the BDSM community. It's it's tangential to it, but it doesn't necessarily have all the same rules and regulations. Sure. But in terms of uh, the difference, primal sex, if you have a primal kink, is that you don't like the usual gentle method of sex between two people who love each other. You want to focus on the animalistic desire, um, pleasure at any cost, of, as I mentioned, lizard brain or caveman sex, a.k.a. rough sex. This is something that's going to be uh, just letting loose your base animal instincts. These are raw feelings, gratification of primal urges without much conversation or consideration. It's just going at it for going at its sake. Okay. Now, keep in mind, as always when we say anything about sex here on the show, Primal play, and you can imagine, if you're letting go of all of your inhibitions and you're just diving in, requires a lot of communication leading up to it. Sure. What's okay, what's not okay. Right. As I mentioned, there usually is some sort of rough sex involved as well. So what's too much, what's not enough? Mm -hmm. You have to negotiate these things out. Get yourself a safe word, because if you're just grunting and sniffing and smelling... And you and don't know. This is you won't know. you won't be able to communicate those things. But if you yell out right. giraffe in the middle of it, something that'll really stand out, right. someone will know, okay, time to take a timeout. Sure. Sure. Here sure. are examples of primal sex, Eddie Pence. Okay. Sniffing. Sniffing. That's a big part of it. Yes. Okay. Because think about it, as animals, we've as humans, we've sort of evolved past our need for yeah, the olfactory connection with someone. Right, you shouldn't go around sniffing their butts There's and their pheromones that stuff. attract us yeah. and stuff. Yes, there are, especially when don't... you start getting sweaty and everything. Yeah, so <laughs> we don't jam our noses up asses and stuff. Yeah, you know, now you do with you do primal now. sex. Well, scratching. <laughs> Bathe first. How about scratching? Scratching. Fingernails on the back, uh, on the chest. Yes. Uh, wrestling. <laughs> like an elbow from the top rope. No. Not, that would be fun. Not to, pro wrestling sex. Not picking, That's what we should do. Not picking up a folding chair and hitting your partner across the back with it. <laughs> Biting and growling. Okay. The goal of primal play is to engage the five senses and to tap into your most animalistic instincts and na- nature. Okay. And to, cre- to create an immersive experience where you can't even think straight. You're right. just acting on pure primal sure. lizard brain eroticism. Right, you do this in a cave, right? No, you can do it anywhere. With a, with a torch? Uh, there's often a fight for dominance in primal sex, oh. just like the animal kingdom. Uh, one partner is more dominant than the other, then eventually the uh, submissive partner has to just to give up. You just, just have take to, it. You have to roll over like a dog. Right. And just say, all right, I'm just, I'm, I'm being s- submissive to... Is this after the wrestling match? It's no, no wrestling match. There's a, uh, a lot of chasing sometimes that goes on in primal sex, huh. where literally you will be hunted down by the <laughs> dominant partner. If you're running around the house and I f- grab you, right. 
by the hair right. and I pull you down to the floor. So you trip on the Roomba and you're <laughs> fucked. Well, they make sure the Roomba's out of the way All right. before you start your primal sex. And there is a forced submission. So usually there's some fighting going on, so someone trying not to no punching, acquiesce. Right. And then eventually uh, the uh, dominant partner will take over and uh, okay. and run that. And the submissive one enjoys this? Yes, they do. They both enjoy it. And that's okay. the point of the conversation had beforehand so that everyone is getting what they sure. like. Now, here's where a, a, a potential difference from BDSM could come in. Okay. Usually in, in bondage, discipline, and sadomasochism, there is one dominant partner mm-hmm. and there is one submissive, submissive partner. Right. However, in primal sex, sometimes if the couple agrees to it, those roles can flip mid-activity. Sure. Say you're going at it and suddenly you get thrown on right. your back. You get a thumb in the eye and then you're <laughs> fucking curled up in a ball. You have to stop equating this with pro wrestling. <laughs> That's not how it That's works. That's how you get the advantage. Work on the knee. You know, you're on top, you're controlling things, then suddenly you're flipped, yeah. you have a moment of weakness. Balls and crab, you're done. <laughs> the other partner takes that opportunity to flip the script, and right. now you're the submissive one, and they're calling the right. shots. They're sniffing around, and they're doing what they want. <laughs> and then what happens right. to you? You hulk up, and then you give the, the big boot and the leg drop, and it's over. <laughs> There's none of that. So that's how you tell a story. None of that involved. But it is like pro wrestling in the sense that sometimes the, who, flips the person forth, who thinks right? they have the upper hand yeah. it doesn't. It's called a false know? finish. That's right. So you think be, you're coming, but no. <laughs> See, psych. I'm not coming now. It's kayfabe. It's kayfabe, man. Caveman um, kayfabe. Now, all this sounds very animalistic and natural. They say you can also use sex toys if yeah. you're so in, in, inclined. Yeah. You can use them in a very sort of uh, aggressive, a dominant of way. Here. <laughs> Get a rock. <laughs> Get a pterodactyl bone. Get an orange furry jumpsuit. <laughs> That's right. Here's some of the terminology used in primal play. Okay. Predator. Ooh. That is the dominant partner in a primal kink relationship. Prey. Oh, put a laser pointer on your dick. <laughs> Not like the so, Arnold so in the dark. Film. And no. Just fucking get a laser pointer across your boobs. And you're like, oh, no, the predator's here. <laughs> Not the movie. I ain't got time to bleed. In the basic sense, predator. Oh. Uh, if that's the uh, dominant partner, then the submissive partner, of course, would be called? The, the prey? The prey, okay. indeed, yes. Sure. Uh, hunter is another phrase that's right. used if you're using especially the chasing aspect right. of the game. Uh, the alpha is the dominant authority in primal kink, usually involving a pack. Sometimes this can be group sex, where a group of people will get together to participate in primal sex, okay. and the one person who rises above everybody right. is known as the alpha or the pack leader. Right. And he, everyone he else fucks everybody. <laughs> yes, he does. <laughs> Until someone gets frisky and puts a dick in his ass. <laughs> no, you can't because he's the alpha. Yeah, but no, if you challenge the alpha. You got to butt heads in the living room. You got to take a few <laughs> steps back and run at each other and smash your just skulls fucking, together. Just smash your penises together. <laughs> Sue comes out on top. <laughs> I don't want any part of this. A sword fight in the, in the living room. And then if someone, if you're in a, a, a committed relationship yeah. with someone you love and care about. Sure. That person is referred to as your mate because this is the animal world. Right. Um, there are some people who actually dress up in animal costumes really? when they engage in this. Yes, but it's not necessary. I want everyone to know okay. it's not necessary. I have a nice pelican outfit. That'd be fun. 
you could, you could take some balls in the mouth of the pelican. <laughs> the least sexy animal of all, the pelican. Yeah, fuck yeah, unless you want a Hummer. Um, and afterwards, as usually is the case with the BDSM play, there's necessary some aftercare as well. You have to yeah. get together, talk about what happened. Stitch up your wounds. <laughs> no. You cuddle and you, you have a romance. Say, say you're sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> you have to sort of debrief each other, right. see what you liked, what you didn't like. A lot of people say they find out a lot about themselves when they let go imagine. like this. Yeah. Like, wow, I'm so I surprised myself. I didn't think I could get turned on by that thing, whatever that may be. Or that was really hot when you did this yeah. thing. So when you talk about it, you can discover a lot of things about yourself yeah. and your partner. In primal primal sex. Sex. Oh. I don't think I Sounds like you're not interested. I don't think so. Really? I don't think so. I could see you at a at a big gathering, maybe <laughs> a big pack, a big uh, a big uh, no. primal sex party in your pelican costume, <laughs> just working your way. Maybe you could just serve the snacks. You could just put like some checks mix in your bill. Fill it up with salsa. <laughs> just hold a bowl of chips. That's <laughs> all you want, guys. Any fans? Sex club caterer. <laughs> On the next week's <laughs> Ralph Sex University. Well, there you go. <laughs> Hope you enjoyed our interesting oh. look into the world of primal sex. Ooh. I think there's a lot in there that sounds like fun. Maybe it's not for everybody. Maybe though. not. And as always, consent, consent, consent. Yes, communication consent. and safe words. Key in this. Before we go any further, I want to reiterate that. Class is dismissed. Since you. My God. <laughs> You in a pelican costume. That's all I care about now. <laughs> Boys and girls, children of all ages, I hope you weren't listening to that last segment. But <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for joining us. We truly appreciate it. Come on back tomorrow. We're going to do it all over again. Oh, I forgot. Tonight's yeah, the night. Tonight's the night. Oh, okay. The big night. I should have mentioned this at the top of the show. But tonight's the night. Four-star generals are welcome to join us here in the Bat Cave, 7 p.m. tonight. We're going to uh, be recording. You can watch us do it live. Yeah. Everybody else, we'll talk to you tomorrow for our Friday show. But it's not as much fun if you don't join us. So please come back. And in order to do that, you got to take care of yourself. Stay good in the hood. Because life is life. And we want yours to be long, happy, and healthy. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Until then, please remember, I love you. I mean it. Bye. Ha-ha, so-ha, ha-ha, I got it, ha-ha, bye-bye. Think a better dance now. Bye, Menon. <laughs>